Welcome to Craft Beer Ballers, a show about craft beer and craft beer makers throughout the world and in the Tampa Bay area. With your hosts, Johnny and Kevin. Glasses are full. It's time for the Craft Brewer Ballers. This is a special edition of Craft Brewer Ballers. We are here at the Newton Brewery, and I am with the, uh, the owners and founders and the head honchos and the, the geniuses behind <laughs> the Newton Brewery, uh, Michael and Michael. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Doing, doing great. Good. Absolutely. How are you today? I am doing excellent. I, I, I'm, I'm a beer in hand on Saturday, a beautiful Saturday afternoon. It, it can't get much oh, better. It's great weather out there. Weather's yeah, great yeah, out. You know, let's say yes. Yeah, spring training, order up some great weather here. You know, this is yeah. This is this is this is good. This is a this is a good time. This is when doing a, uh, a podcast is not so bad. <laughs> so that's For the bad sure. work. So they get to hang out with you guys and learn more. I I, I have. Uh, been watching you guys from afar since the entire time I have been covering craft beer, which is almost like almost eight years now. Nice. So I've been always nice. like, I, I, so I, I get here. I, I, I'm, I'm a patron. <laughs> you know? Okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm a, a drinker of your beer and eater of your food, and so it's great to have this opportunity to speak. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So we're honored to have that you invited yeah, that us. That was great. Uh, no, definitely appreciate it. So, so I, I'd like to just start like. Start with the beginning. I'm sure you've told this story a million times. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, it depends on how far back you want to go. When I was 13 years old or... No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> um, okay, so 26 years ago, there really wasn't a craft beer scene, to, so to speak, here right. in, yeah. in the Tampa Bay area. So it's not like, well, we're going to start this brewery because we see what those guys down the street are doing. And I'm already doing a bunch of stuff with beer, and I love it. And I think this would be a great business to get into. What you that you got? You didn't have the benefit of that. So, uh, so, yeah, so tell yeah. a little bit more about what 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 was kind of the impetus. Like, what did you see that made made you think like, hey, this become kind of cool to do. It, this market needs it. This 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 community needs. Well, this. it wasn't as much marketing, except for just being able to be a brewer, and and to do it somewhere in a small town, which we lived close to here. We lived across the line in Clearwater. Okay. But uh, I was involved in construction, had been a home brewer since I was 13. So it was like that was a way I relaxed. And then I got a job helping at uh, a little brewery, uh, uh, Hoppers, over in um, like East Lake area. Okay. And so that was like a way to relax. I mean, some people golf, some people do whatever they, archery or whatever. But mine was brewing. I'd brew at home and it takes you away. You have to focus on brewing. So it just kind of. Your brain goes in the neutral with the outside world, and you're just immersed in brewing. Yes. So it was fun. Well, so I got over there working there, and it was like, oh, this is great. You know, once a week I get to come. Nobody knows who I am. I'm building stuff all over the country, uh, but for a specific customer. And it's like, well, this is neat. I get to, you know, really do something kind of commercial and learn more about the craft. So that happened, and to reward that guy that trained me, I was. I went to the uh, was it CBC Craft Brewers Conference in Ash in Austin, and uh, so I thought, well, I'll just I'll take Norman with me. That'll be a reward. So I took him. He gets a job while he's out there. It, this is great. I helped him by getting him. T- said, let's get a T-shirt with your resume on it, and say Brewer for hire on the front. The resume's <laughs> on the back. He's a real tall guy, and so he left, and got a job in Toledo. 
And so I'm thinking, well, I don't know what's going to happen now. Well, they didn't need me to brew there anymore because he was gone, and I didn't know what to do. So I thought, well, I'll just go over here off Spalding Road, and I'll just do my own little brewery, and I've learned enough by brewing on that. I've always built stuff and go-karts, race motorcycles and boats and stuff. Well, I'll just make my own. And you couldn't go. Now you can go and get in the magazine. And I would say within two days we could have a brewery set up and ordered. All the pieces are there. They're readily available. Back then you had to dream it up, find it, figure it out. Nobody would tell you. The big guys don't tell you anything. The closest thing was uh, England. If you could, if you, if I could have gone to England and saw saw their systems, they're real plain and nuts and bolts, you know. But that wasn't out there. So, you know, I put one together and started brewing as a hobby kind of thing. And then a couple guys come in and go, we're going to help you. And I'm going, well, I don't need help. I just want to do this. I want to make a big deal out of it. And so they started helping me, and then they lost their job. And I went, oh, geez, what am I going to do now? Those guys don't have a job. Hmm, wonder if, wonder if we could sell enough beer to pay them and make up for their lost jobs. And that's how, kind of how we started. And my whole dream in the very beginning was there's a place center called Skips, and all I wanted to do was brew enough beer to keep Skips in beer, that one beer. You know? And then I, when I went to get my license, uh, the state, as I was leaving, got my license. And back then you had to build the place. You couldn't say, I'm going to build one and get me licensed, and then you go build it. You had to actually build it and they come in and inspect it. So you got to get your federal and your state license. So I uh, got my temporary at the state, and as I'm walking out the door, a lady that was there, her name is Zelma, and uh, she's like real historical. Everybody in the business knows Zelma. You know, she's retired right. since then. But, you know, she was like a, that one person in the city. In the, in the, this in the state. She was the one in this, this part of the state. And so I'm walking out the door, and, she, and I've got my temporary license to brew. I still got to get my federal. I'm still waiting on that. And uh, she says, oh, you might need this. I'm going, what? I said, no, I've got my license. I got all this. No, no, no. Here's the rule book. I went, what? Now, you don't, who does a business plan without a rule book? I'm going, well, there can't be that many crazy laws. It has to be reasonable, right? Correct. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No, no way. You, had to, you, you couldn't do any of the things I thought you could do. And so that I couldn't just sell directly to Skips. I had to go find a distributor. Yeah. Well, a distributor, when you call them up back then, you go, well, we're a microbrewery starting up. And you're thinking if you're, if you, if you went to Austin, you went to the West Coast, you went to these places, you know, everybody's enthused about it. You know, in Florida, nobody even knew what it was. So I'd go and say, well, we're doing a microbrewery. Well, what's that? Well, it's a small brewery making beer. Um, how many thousands of barrels are you going to do a month? I'm going, what? What? Oh, yeah. It was crazy. So all the way along, it got crazier and crazier. I know the answer to that now is I asked the question back, and I would go, how many thousands of barrels are you, real, you willing to sign up and buy? And if you have that, then you can go on with it. But it was, it was uh, kind of the, like a, what, a no man's land. Nobody knew what it was. Nobody knew. I mean, we, we've been told that, well, what we made was not beer. So that's how like crazy it was. From a legal perspective. No, just a uh, restaurant, restaurant, restaurant. Yeah, culturally. Because like, they were used to macro beers, industrial beers like Bud, Bud Light. Yeah. This is not know, beer. Domestics, and so we were no longer we weren't treated as domestics, you know, or <laughs> like, imports. So they didn't even know what to do with it. So, yeah, yeah. Right, so there's like no like rules for it specific. And, and the and the people we had, we'd go to the the uh, uh, Highland Games, the first Highland Games we did. People would come up and go, 
what is that? And they, they're smelling it, and I'm going, that's aroma. Huh? What is that? You know, and if we, and if we didn't have, if we had a beer that had any head, you know, you should have like an inch of head to show that the beer has some substance. Right. And they were going, oh no, you're cheating me, because the large oh, beers yeah, were just yeah. flat on top. So there's just all those struggles all the way through. Yeah. And that's why we needed more people to get into it. So by getting more people into it, other people brewing, other people. Want to be brewers, and that helped. Yeah. We got to get everybody involved in it. And that's what we did. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Well, tell me. Okay, so what? A little bit further on, this kind of like origin and stuff like. What was that one point where you're like, hey, you know what? This could work. Like this, we, 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 we you know. We're I don't know if we've hit that point. Yeah. 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 Well, kind of maybe before uh, three I think months just, before COVID. I think we just well, yeah. <laughs> I would say right before COVID, yeah, right there was a, a moment of that, and now it's kind of a readjustment of value system. Yeah. You know, to realize what that success actually is, especially with so many other breweries around. You know, it, it it's not going to be massive growth. It's yeah. got to be success in a different way. Yeah, enjoying yourself. Right. Like kind of in the very beginning, it's always been that for me. I've always had not worried about as much, just survive. Survive, because it's, it's an uphill battle. The more of people course. get into something, of course, it keeps the, the margin down and the stuff, but it's all building itself. So once you get credibility, then you're looking at a, a, uh, a platform you can depend on. Right. Once we, and I think we're there. We're there where people can depend on, if they're a craft brewery and they're different and they set themselves apart and they live their dream, yeah. not, not a... Not chase a corporate dream or what all oh, this what this guy's doing that guy's doing that's what draws people to you that's yeah. what art that's what art okay. it, it, true art all right well and that brings up a question you know you have you have questions things i want to ask <laughs> and they're in different orders but sometimes if someone will say something and i'm just like okay you know I, i'd rather ask this than that mm -hmm. all right what okay so there are somewhere in the neighborhood of like 200 it might be more actually. Yeah, it's probably two thirty or something. Yeah, yeah now. something like that. And maybe another one tomorrow. You know. And, and, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, there, and, and, and my folks is not here here, but we always have this philosophy about what draws people to start a brewery, what where they fit. So you obviously have your big boys, whatever the current big boys or whatever, your rating champions or whatever, and you have you have some small mom and pops, you have things in between. You have companies that try to go right to distribution. You have people who want to be in a neighborhood where no one's at. Sell stock, you know, yeah, all that. Exactly. So what? Okay, what? Where's your place in this industry? Like co comparison to you, like your with, with with say one side of the spectrum being your CCBs and your copper tails and your three dollars or whatever. Mm -hmm. The other side of your spectrum being um, a small place that literally is just, you know, like, um, let's see, a good example would be, say, like a, like a grindhouse, like, 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 um, like a Robbie grindhouse. It's like... Very right, small. Yeah, very small. Grindhouse is a very small brewery, clear water. It's in, a, it's in an industrial park. Yeah. They're mainly, it's just a guy brewing, I mean, he used to be a cocktail, but mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. a guy brewing, brewing beer in Playing, it's a, it was, I don't know if it still is, but it was a barbecue shop or yeah, a, a smoke like a, it was a beer supply yeah. stuff like that. Where is y'all's place? If those are two of the spectrums, like where, what's y'all's place in that? In this hmm. kind of this local industry, I mean local. Industry. Outside the box. Outside the box. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, ultimately, I think we've said we we used to have you know bigger aspirations on you know distribution, but what we've ended up doing is more event based. So we do like the Highland Games out in, in Orlando every year. It's our biggest event, and it's more of a partnership with those event organizers and the people that come to that, um, rather than just say a random music festival and okay. being the sponsor of that and you know paying to have your name on there and having those sales. Um, we're more community-based. 
I think that's the big you know place, especially with us being in Dunedin, um, our namesake and everything. We you know bring in a lot of uh, great musicians. Um, we do food, beer. Um, try to create an atmosphere where for everybody, and try to make an atmosphere that sets a welcoming tone. That's really our goal, I think. That and have fun. Yeah, I have, I'm saying you know? connected and still enjoying the art of it. Is, we're, I still see it, which maybe I'm a renaissance kind of person, but the art of it, if, if you, I guess you were saying, what's the value system of it? Some people yeah. are in, into it, for the, they're, they're measured by the money yeah, and the profit exactly. structure. They, we're they more or less, we need profit structure. There's no reason not to have profit structure. We would enjoy profit structure, but what's valuable to us, and I think everybody, you correct me if I'm wrong, and everybody that works here, and that's why we have kind of a different kind of person working for us, they come to us that way, yeah. is because we enjoy the value of enjoyment in art and expression, self-expression. I mean, even the people that work for us as a server is going to be different if they can't express themselves. And we want them to. That's part of why they do it. We're hoping that's what keeps them here. That's why, because if I had to be, if we had, and we got to that point where we're going, oh, the stresses of of having to do this and having to do that. No, so-and-so did this. We got to outdo that. And other mm-hmm. people lead these. It's almost like racing, go-kart racing and any, any kind of racing the bigger money gets the newer pieces of equipment, all this kind of stuff, and then you have to struggle. Oh, we gotta be there. We're not successful. Well, we are successful if we just maintain, and if we can maintain another 100 years. Yeah, I, I think that's a big, a big thing, just being able to do this yeah, every day. At this point, it's become, you know, like a, a second generation, um, you know, family owned business, which is, you know, a hard thing to really build. But I think for you know, me, it's about trying to stay original. You know, he was an original. Everything we've tried to do is original. And with all the breweries popping up, it becomes like a tornado of chaos trying to stay original. Because a lot of the things that we did originally that no one else was doing, you know, that becomes a one small character of us can become a a full brand. Right. You know, someone could just do the music. You know, you got Rock Brothers out there. They're doing a small, like something that we'd love to do, which is collaborate with musicians. But they've turned it into their pure model. You know, we do a lot of different things that include that, but so you know, trying to yeah, doing know, we did reject conventions way you know? back, yeah. and the idea was we did the same thing with Highland Games to help them help the Murphys would have to come all the way down here, off tour. It's expensive to do that, and so let's get more crowds there. We'll just roll out a yeah. Dropkick Murphys Red Ale, and so that's what we did, and we would release it a month ahead get the awareness going and so people could count on when the Murphy's coming. Well, the, the beer's out, they're probably gonna be here, so you raise awareness. We did the same thing for the Highland Games in town. We made a Highland Games ale. We would bring it out, that's back in the days when like, what is a Scottish porter? What is peated malt, smoky malt? We get it right from Scotland. And the, but it got things, it went on the shelf. That was when we were paint, Mike was painting the bottles. We used to paint our own bottles. And yeah, stuff. we silk screen the bottles, kind of like rogue bottles. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So it raised awareness all, all the way around. You know, it helped both sides. So if people went to the Highland Games or they went to Dropkick Murphys, they they're you're starting to rattle the awareness cage. You know. Right. Right. That's cool. And I think one of the things I want to touch on also is that you guys having you know such a, a legacy of, of operations in this market market growing the way it has like how do you stay relevant across all the all the all the changes between, between covid between a million breweries showing yeah. up and you I, know. I, to, I think the answer to that is consistency okay. you know like trying to stay consistent through that storm 
even through COVID, the biggest thing that we wanted to do was uh, give people connection to what we were doing. You know, we didn't want to change things up completely and uproot our entire model and go to just, you know, food delivery. We, you know, kind of held in place. So we had to adjust, obviously, with mandates and things like that. You know, people had to, you know, just sit. You know, you couldn't have people ordering at the bar, et cetera. But our biggest thing is to give people some sense of home. You know, like the whole idea during COVID was to help people just let their shoulders chill out. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Think about it. Think about it, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, hanging with your roots a lot, you know, is doing that. Don't chase the business. A lot lot of that other stuff. Relevancy is a term that came up because it justifies chasing the business. Using that to go, oh, are you you relevant? Well, wait a minute, I don't know if I am. Well, maybe I need to buy another brew system because somebody else has, you know, that kind of stuff. So not chasing the business saves a lot of energy, and you might not be relevant. It's hard to stay relevant in everybody's eyes. You know, relevancy is a, you know, it's it's a personal thing. Some people, no matter what we would do, we'd just be running through employees, running through stuff, doing stuff, just going crazy. Well, you know, so why not just sit back and enjoy it a little bit and let other people let them go out there and play like and do that. Chase. They're helping the yeah. business by doing it. Right, and, right. you know, and sometimes you have, you lose a lot of energy doing that. Let other people that want to, let them do it, support them, right. you know, all that. Just, but they need, they need to not have non-competitors in that. Yeah. If they need to do that and it's helping the, it's helping the whole brewing spectrum, stay out of the way and let them roll with it, okay. you know? All right, yeah, that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. And I love that, by the way. I, I love the idea that Rob is speaking more personal thing, you know, <laughs> they, like a thing, you know they're like oh it's it's like because a lot of people frame relevancy as a thing that you as, as a thing that inspires you mm-hmm. yeah which is good chase. which yeah. is good whatever inspires you it seems like me I, what inspires me is different than mike and that's the yin and the yang of things if you if, if we were both inspired by the same thing how boring could it get yeah, right. if exactly. all of our customers yeah. if all your if all your we music was the same arguments you know about yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly but probably wouldn't progress as far either yeah so, true uh, uh, but uh, tell me about, okay, all right, so just switching gears to the industry in general, like what, okay, so obviously there's been a billion changes since 1996, a, a lifetime ago, lifetime ago, kids been born, grown, right. all that stuff, yeah, since yeah, 96, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, is, okay, is there anything, any shift in this industry that you look back and you're like, dang, I can't believe that really, I can't believe this is what's happening now. Like I can't, like I would never, I didn't see that coming, you know? I didn't see that. Uh, all the manufacturers that would be out there that would get parts so inexpensive and the innovation that is available there so easily it was I didn't see that coming I thought it was all I thought what was going to divide brewers that made breweries that made it and didn't make it or started and didn't start were the fact that you had to be an innovator and you had to make up your own stuff and I thought that was always going to be a trait you would have to have as a to be a brewer and I also thought that most breweries would be owned and run and conceived by brewers yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah, and it would be yeah. let's say that you don't have the mechanical part but Mike does and you have the you're both brewers though but it was always going to be from brewers I never until like I think it was 90 99 a lot of uh, people with money started seeing it and they started grabbing stuff and started selling stock they, most of them failed yeah, right, right. because they weren't a brewer, so their heart wasn't there. And the customer base then was demanding heart. They were realness. Now it, 
it's gotten to the point where it's not really, who knows? Is it, did you really mass that in? Did you, you know, uh, what's going on here? So it's, it's really changed. So I don't know if the, is it authenticity? Is it, um, it, it's almost like the same thing with an artist that actually makes a graphic by hand, or now you can just do it with, uh, yeah. Illustrator. Yeah. 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 So it's not, not good or not good or bad. They're both great because they bring people into art, you know, but I never saw that. I thought it was always, I thought it was going to last a little bit longer. I thought, yeah. cause the only guys that had that kind of innovation were the big guys. I mean, right. but was, all the big guys had that kind of innovation, those kind of, uh, where they could just demand someone that here's an idea, make it for fabricate. Me. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, all that kind yeah. of stuff, but it's yeah. there. Right. It's there now. It's, I wanna, uh, well, I want to say like the, uh, something I never saw coming that he always spoke about as a vision, just in like Dunedin, as he saw it primed for not just one brewery but for multiple breweries, kind of like yeah. a Boulder, Colorado, yeah. or yeah. you know San Austin Diego, the like old days. just smaller beer towns. He saw that as a possibility out here, and I I remember being like, my dad, <laughs> he's gonna be yeah. waiting on that dream, you know, until yeah. he's people told me I was gone. crazy, and it's, now yeah. you know yeah. we've. Sure. We've Why got, would you, you know, do that? You know? eight breweries just within walking, you know, a block or two away right, from us right. now. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's changed our whole town to, you know, in a, a very positive way. It's just, um, it's so different. Because this yeah. used to be a very sleepy town. And across from us was the original Tropicana plant. And now it's, you know, an apartment complex that those people are, you know, yeah. walking around town yeah. enjoying beers right. and food yeah. and exactly. entertainment. Which helped Florida and help. And what happened by us doing that? other people emulated it so it's it let little towns know they could do the yeah. same thing and then it empowered true. potential brewers artist bring artists to oh I, I can do this i can do how they start i was inspired by a place called the uh thai orchid that was down in uh south florida and it was a five gallon licensed five gallon brewery and it so it was a it was a Thai restaurant. The chef loved to brew, and that's how he. I went, if he can do that, right, right. That's like, Yeah, yeah. So you're just you're motivating people to do right, that, and exactly. and I saw that when we had BP, I'm, I knew that we had to do that because when BP hit, the we're oil so spill. yeah, we're so dependent on travelers that when everybody freaked out and went, oh, Florida's covered with oil. Of course we weren't, yeah. but yeah, it, it, the message got out, and we just. It, yeah. was, it was almost like after 9-11. Right. And I thought, we got to figure a way to get people traveling, coming here. And people were doing it. We were doing it. We were going out west. Going, we'd go out west. We'd bring back before the guy with the tennis shoes with the explosive or whatever. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We would bring back on oh, the coolers beer. On the, coolers on of beer. On the plane. From yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And bring it and, and have little tastings and stuff at, at yeah. home and bring people in. And that's what get everybody into it get everybody thinking enjoying it uh and not, and not drinking to get drunk but drinking for flavor and right, the whole right. experience yeah, of yeah. who made this and and yeah. uh that was so a big deal truly yeah that. like all the who made this john mayer there was actually a real guy rogue i mean it wasn't just rogue yeah. wasn't jack joyce of course jack is a big deal but but john was you're like who oh there is a john mayer oh yeah so really having somebody doing this was yeah. it used to be a big deal Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Dunedin. Okay, because this is this is a full-on beer destination. Like mm -hmm. people talk about when they talk about the major places to to try beer mm. in mul multiple breweries, high-quality stuff. They're talking here, they're talking some of the highest, they're talking St. Pete. It's nice, nice and, to hear. And, and so, 
Yeah, so I, I think it's, it's awesome. And, and, and sometimes I think they're talking about here a little more than the other places. Mm -hmm. A little bit, because it's a different flavor. And so and that's what I want to uh, talk about, is where Dunedin as a community, as a beer community, what separates this beer community maybe from, from other parts, parts of this of the, the overall community? We're so close I together. Think, yeah, I think, it, I think it's the the intensity so how close we are and the fact that there's no major roads that you have to cross that you have to find a way to cross that road you know right, Seminole yeah. Heights you can walk to most places yeah but then you also have to create yeah, so cra cross yeah, a crazy yeah, road you know yeah, yeah. Um, St. Pete everything's a little more spaced out so you're not going to be able to walk you know you could but it's a hike yeah. you know to go through downtown right here right. we're talking a maximum of four blocks mm -hmm. Or a city you know, block. from one brewery to if another. It, yeah, if we're not talking about New York block, City, this, that would be maybe less than a city block. The whole town's about the same. Yeah, like St. Pete's blocks yeah. are big, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I think um, in general, you know, Dunedin's always been like culturally uh, adjacent. Diverse. Like, always, yeah, yeah, very always, diverse. Always, uh, okay. you know, off kilter and stuff. Like when I grew up here, like we had a, you know, a gay bar in town, uh, 1470, which is now Blur. And they've been doing drag shows in town since it was a sleepy, yeah. you know, little yeah, right, place right. For, with nothing to do. Which right. really started. And, yeah, that, yeah. And the that welcoming here. of a community that was, you know, yeah. different has, I think, become a part of our lifeblood here in Dunedin, where it's just we're accepting of, you know, yeah, more anything. Th you know, other things are more important. Including right, different exactly. breweries. Life is more important than life. differences, you know. Life is more yeah. Important, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. The lifestyle here is just more laid back and yeah, yeah, more yeah. fun fun loving i guess yeah yeah oh yeah for sure for sure it's always a treat to get out here we, me and mike were just talking when we were right up it's like god it's been here lots we've been here it's always like there's a nice little treat mm -hmm. to get up here yeah because we both live in south tampa which is a, a good long distance. that's a ways i mean a, you know yeah, it's about 40 minutes so, yeah. yeah and then you got the traffic you never know what the i think it's the uh you don't know what's going to happen in between right it could be easy and then all of a sudden yeah, like an something happens you know whatever. so so it's a nice little oasis when you get, when you get yeah, over here nice. but yeah i just wanted to make note of that because that's i think that's part of the story is that you know is that the needon is a beer place and it wasn't always that way it's 100 percent that way now and it's just like okay where does it fit with everything here and i, I think that, that's that's really cool um the, what defines the tampa bay beer scene in general from others both statewide and Maybe more so nationally. I think natural resources that's, that are around us. That's International airport. Yeah. Within I mean, we are like we, you know, Florida's always been the spring break, you know, capital tourism and stuff like that. But, you know, now it's actually, you know, right. high level libations that yeah. people can go and travel instead of just going out. And I mean, obviously, there's still people out there on the beach with their white claws. But, right, right. you yeah. know, for the most part, you know, yeah. people outgrow that and want to try something a little more. I don't know, sophisticated. Yeah, we try. And traveling yeah. to the beaches, having the beaches, having Disney, having, you know, everything that is within, you know, an hour or so from right. Tampa Bay helps it all together. You know, and, and I think Tampa's been growing in their hosting of, like, bigger events. You know, like Gasparilla Music Festival out there yeah. in Tampa and St. Pete is, you know, always on the waterfront doing so. I think, yeah. you know, compared to 20 years ago, it's a lot more lively. Yeah. Right. What yeah. made the opportunity 20 years ago probably or beyond that was because it was not it was not like developed like yeah. Miami scene. Miami it's very where are you going to find a place this was kind of an open uh, playing field. I, I was a president of Florida Brewers Guild for a bit and we tried to do destination branding. Didn't know the term yet, but it was about bringing people to travel and visit all of our members. Yeah. Oh my god, there was like when we have 25 
and some of them were going out of business. All the micros were going out of business. It was pretty scary because we were micro. It's yeah. like, get, what are we doing? Something that's not, that's not going to work. But it all started coming back. Well, we tried to do that. We, we put something in the uh, welcome centers. It was like a dog-eared uh, um, um, guide that you could go to and get it stamped and all this yeah. kind of stuff. The problem was you would have to come two times to even get I mean, They were so far apart. Yeah, so yeah. once it started getting them concentrated, you know, you have a little very more, a lot more efficient. Then other people started doing it, and then that, then now there's fill-in. Yeah. So the fill-in is going in. People are more people are moving. Well, they've been moving to Florida for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was a time that there were more people moving to Arizona and um, uh, New Mexico, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. it's changed a lot. A lot, a lot yeah, yeah. Point, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's breweries out there that we visited in the middle of nowhere in Arizona, yeah. and you're going, how's this going to work? And it was working because people were moving out there right, and exactly. they were used to driving a half an hour when you drive a half an hour an hour out there you're really covering some territory because there's no you, you can enjoy it you know exactly. here you're just like am i gonna die any minute right. kind yeah, of thing yeah. you know it's stressful it's pretty live so no no that, that that's awesome all right so i'm going for the last couple questions i'm going to go completely different one of the things okay aside from great beer one of the things you guys are known for is music and food yeah. So, I'm gonna geared this first question toward, towards you. Yeah. Best beer music pairing. Beer music pairing? Yes. Hmm. That's a tough one. I I don't believe in perfect pairings. I will give you an answer, but I okay. just uh, my, philosoph my philosophy yeah. is, my <laughs> philosophy my philosophy is is always that the best beer is the one that I'm enjoying. Okay. Currently. Um, and the same thing with live music. I don't want to see the same show over and over. I, you know, I book based on a, uh, an idea that the band, you know, like the jam community and the jam scene, it's an idea that you'll hear the same song but never hear it twice the same way. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, is kind of true for beers. Every time you experience it, it might be, you know, after you ate something spicy or something sweet and so therefore changes your palate and it can adjust that. So to me, I think the best pairing is any beer and any music but with good company. Okay, all right, yes. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's what you're surrounded by that's ultimately that. making yeah. that pairing come together. Right, right. But if I were to pick one, I would say last night I was drinking the Seven Point Special, okay. and Ant Hill Cinema was playing out there, a local band, okay. and it was perfect. Nice, nice, yeah, at the moment. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I love it. What about you? Same, the same. I don't that we agree on all that. It's okay. like, it's like so being, on, yeah, right. being... <laughs> I am my father's son. It, it, it is uh, the, it's where you do it and, and what you allow people. You set the stage of enjoyment, and that's okay. kind of what we've set to do. We haven't tried to say, well, you have to do that. We don't expect our customers to do any certain things except right. for enjoy themselves. So we kind of work for the customer. We make beer for the customer. The way we get, we don't, we don't really get into competitions that much uh, because our, our judge is our customer. Yeah, and they yeah, talk yeah. to us, and we got to spend our time on that, right? Yeah, yeah, we don't want to do it for for you know style or whatever. Yeah, so, metal, yeah, yeah, right. So, but they're yeah. nice to have, and we got plenty of them. But oh, it's yeah, it's like, yeah. but it doesn't. I don't know. It's like, how's that equate to customer? Right. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. How do they put butts in seats? You know? Well, if you get a gold medal at the GABF, I'm pretty sure we won't turn draw. that down. Yeah. yeah. Right, exactly. Especially <laughs> if Charlie Papazian's on the stage. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and, okay. And then your food. I'd say spicy food and ultimately a lager or a good IPA. 
I don't like high alcohol beers too much while I'm, you know, eating and stuff yeah. like that. For me, those are more like tasting beers. Okay. So to me, it's usually a lager or like a session IPA. But like to, going outside of our own food, Thai food. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like something super spicy and very savory. And um, you just got to, you know, pull through. I mean, I call it food. I call it food drugs when you get to that point where you're just like staring off in you know, space because it's so spicy. Right, right. But then when you douse it with a cold beer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Here I would yeah. say chicken wings and American classic, and I think he'd probably yeah, yeah, lean towards yeah. that too. But I like I like sushi and a hoppy lager. Okay. You know, right. nice. instead with wasabi because you got to have the lager to, you know, kind of smooth the wasabi out. Okay. What food item here here in, in the uh, in the brewery restaurant that people need to try? Mm. Fish, ta- fish tacos. Fish tacos. Yeah, the fish yeah. tacos. Okay. Yeah. People know about the chicken wings and. People say they're the best they've ever had, and they return that very, very hardcore about our chicken wings. Fish tacos is the same thing, but I think uh, most people talk about the chicken wings. They don't yeah. talk about the fish yeah. tacos as yeah, much, and that's our that's our main staple. Okay, yeah. And and with the but tacos with the uh, Florida heat. Yeah, the Florida heat so sauce. I could only sauce yeah. So we okay. we make three. Normally, a two portion would be what you would do, but we do three because you want to use up all of that fillet the way the fillets come. Well, I could never eat but two, because I mean, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of food there. Right, right. So exactly. then we had the, the the heat. The guys came up with the heat. They were try this. I poured some on there. Just I don't know, just to try it. I ate all three of them. Nice, so nice. it makes a difference if you like hot yeah, yeah. stuff. You know. Okay. Cool. 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 That, that's well. Guys have heard it. That's that's what you gotta try. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it. you can tell we like the spice around exactly. here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That goes well with beer. You know, spice. Spice and hops. I find. Really good. Oh, yeah. 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 Whether, whether it be like the actual like saucy spice or like the or the peppery stuff, I think it always goes well with beer. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, thank you guys so much yeah. for doing this. Thanks this for is, having uh, us. This has been an honest pleasure. I've learned a lot. Anytime I can be like, drink a good beer and totally learn something, I, 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 think, I think that's like bliss. Right. <laughs> you know, like, that's you great. Know. That's See, great. Another perfect pairing there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's it. It's, it's all about the company, too. So, uh, so, so thank you very much. Denise Brewery, you guys already know. Our, our listeners already know about it. Yeah, you know, I'm not telling you, I'm not, I'm not putting out anything new, you know. But but if, but if you haven't been here in a while, you definitely should get out here. You should definitely get out here this weekend because there's a lot of kick-ass bands that are, that are playing oh, yeah. Saturday and Sunday. You need to get out here. And even even if it's not Saturday and Sunday, get, come out here for lunch. Come out for happy hour. Or not happy hour. Happy hour time. After work, whatever. Um, come out here on Saturday, Friday and Saturday for sure. And so, oh, yeah. Michael, Mike. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, absolutely. So for now, uh, the, mics, uh, the glasses are empty. The mics are off. This is Craft Revolvers. Did you like the podcast? Yeah. Well, if, that, if you did, subscribe to uh, Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Tell a friend or, or check us out on all the social media platforms. That includes Instagram and Facebook. Cheers. Cheers.